Fantasy managers, hello and thank you for all your recent support on all of our social pages, which are at Esports Live Now and at FPL underscore addicts, as well as a huge thank you to our 800 plus and growing Euro fantasy community. But welcome back to another edition of the FPL Addicts powered by Esports Live Euro 2020 fantasy podcast, where today we will be reviewing the quarterfinals and previewing the semifinals as it gets towards the business end of the Euros. We'll do this through discussion regarding our teams for the semifinals, the gurus picks for the ones to watch and captains for the round and some general discussion around the essential assets to have for the upcoming two fixtures with me as always to dissect the quarterfinals and preview the semi-finals is jack from esports live and the guru from fpl addicts we'll start with you jack how are you doing mate oh elliot how do you think i'm doing i'm still uh <laughs> still celebrating from this morning uh, over here in australia it was, a, it was an early start 5 a.m kickoff uh so we're in the pub with the guru uh supporting the boys and yeah what a morning um Honestly, I think I think a few people said there was going to be plenty of goals happening in this game, but I didn't see, uh, didn't forecast that four nil going on in there. So yeah, absolutely buzzing with that. And um, let's say it is coming home. Well, I think is that one of the first times that I think you said that on the podcast, mate. So um, could be the know. first. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a jinx. But Matt, we'll we'll move on to you now. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. Similar to Jack, you know, early morning for us, but you know, it was certainly worth it. Um, you know, great result, great performance. My golden boot bet's back on as well. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because my old man actually asked me before the tournament who he should put money on. And I told him Ronaldo, Kane and Lukaku. So I said to him this morning, Kane's back on for it, you know, and Ronaldo's still top scorer. So, um, yeah, he's definitely in with a shout. But Matt Gazden's <laughs> just said there in the chat, how are Jack and Matty still awake after a cracking night at the pub? Was it Was it an all-nighter from you boys, Jack? Uh, we put a good few hours in. It wasn't, uh, you know, tough to get going at that time. But when the the, the goals started flowing, uh, some of the beers started flowing as well. So we enjoyed ourselves. Uh, but what it save ourselves for the next game? We had to uh, call it an early night and um, well, an early morning, <laughs> and then um, yeah, go back home, rest up, ready for the big game in the midweek. Yeah, absolutely. Thursday morning at 5am here in Melbourne time. So it should be an absolute cracker. But, you know, we could talk, we could sit here and talk about England for hours and hours, but we'll try and keep it as short as possible. Just how good was it to see your man Harry Kane back among the goals, Matt? Oh, it was brilliant. You know, so happy. He got, he got a lot of, uh, you know, abuse in the, uh, in the group stages, which I don't think was warranted. So, um, you know, for him to come out and back it up with three goals in two games and, you know, I think if Gareth had kept him on for that last 20 minutes or so, I think there was another goal in him. So, yeah, it's exciting to think what he can do in the, uh, in the semi-final. Yeah, absolutely. It should, you know, be an absolute thriller. And, you know, he, the team just ticks when he's at his best. And it really, really showed that this morning. But Luke Shaw, Jack, what a performance he had. He's turned into Roberto Carlos for the tournament so far. A lot of people <laughs> are going to now be looking at him for their uh, FPL season now, I think. So, um, yeah, what a performance from him this morning. Yeah, listen, if you didn't have him in your FPL team already for last season, what are you doing? Uh, the guy's come into the Euros absolutely on fire. Um, what an asset he is to have in your team. And yeah, you know, I think even the guru was tempted to put a captain's armband on him this morning. Um, we were talking about him, what a shout that would have been. He's um, He looked good in the last game, obviously, against Germany. Second half, when they started to tire, he was bombing up and le- up and down that left side, whipping balls in. Obviously, he was involved in the assist and the pre-assist for the German game. Um, and then, obviously, last night, well, this morning, he was on fire again. He had a lot more. Um, obviously, they weren't as organised, the, the Ukraine team, and he, he took full advantage of that and, and looked great again. Yeah, absolutely. He was absolutely brilliant. But we'll sort of stop it there for the uh, for the England chat. I'm sure we'll be dropping in little little digs and little uh, mentions of it throughout the podcast. But we will move on to uh, something that's probably made your FPL week, uh, your Euro Fantasy week, a little bit more relaxed for you now, Matt. Was Italy Belgium and what a result Italy had managed to pull off there. Oh, brilliant. Um, look, I did, uh, I was very worried in the last pod. I thought it was going to be Belgium's, you know, looking at Italy, Italy have obviously impressed in this tournament, looking at Belgium's side and, you know, likes of Lukaku, both of the Hazard brothers, you know, Kevin De Bruyne. I just thought, you know, Belgium are due, you know, getting to a, a final, I think. And um, yeah, it, Italy did it. They played some great football, um, you know, a couple of really good goals. And yeah, my Italians have, uh, you know, managed to keep me in in the uh, in the fantasy league, which is nice. I was a little bit. Uh, one thing I didn't like though was that penalty. Um, I wasn't too sure if that was a uh, a penalty for Belgium, and I think that's that's taken a few clean sheet points away. But look, 
at the end of the day, my uh, my Italians remain, with the exception of um, the, uh, the fullback, the fullback that got injured, Spinazzola. Yeah, so he goes, yeah. but everyone else loses out on that one too. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. relieved that they uh, that they made it through from the Euro fantasy perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It was properly heartbreaking for Spinazzola. Probably a lot of shouts for player of the tournament so far. He's been absolutely brilliant. And I think he's torn his Achilles or something I read. So, uh, yeah, it's a real shame from a, a Euro fantasy perspective and obviously for him and all the Italians out there as well. But it might help England uh, end up winning the tournament. So, it's you know, it's going to be something that gives England the advantage maybe if we do end up making the final. But in our way before <laughs> then is Denmark, Jack. And um, they managed to beat the Czech Republic 2-1 with another goal from uh, from Patrick Schick for Czech Republic wasn't enough for uh, Denmark's two. And, you know, Myler, he's on absolute flames, isn't he, for Euro fantasy and in real life as well. He's getting everybody the points, isn't he? Yeah, I think we obviously we mentioned him numerous times on, on the pod and the previous pods. I think the majority of the fantasy um, community have got him in, in their team. He's looked great in this tournament and he's an asset that everyone's got to you know, have or, you know, and retain in their teams. You won't be transferring him out anytime soon. Um, up and down that, up and down the fullback position, looks more like a right forward, doesn't he? The way he gets up and down and with the assists. Um, so, yeah, looks great. And then he's up there with fullbacks of the, you know, players of the tournament along with Spinozola and even, even uh, Luke Shaw, as mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's been a lot of good left backs at the tournament so far. So yeah, they're absolutely on fire, and we'll just have to see if, if Luke Shaw can can keep that up. Fingers crossed for England. But um, we'll move on to the the paid mini league leaderboard now, Jack. And it's going to be something that you're going to be very very excited to see. As you can see there, you're just a couple of points off the pace behind Marco Skokic. So how are you sort of feeling going into the semi-finals now? Oh, listen, that's that's the first time I've looked at the uh, ladder for you know. <laughs> An hour. Um, so, you know, it's been a, all, the, all the boys are obviously hyping about it. And it's, it's nice to be up there and in with a shout and in with a mix. Um, obviously, there's some great competition in this, in, this, in this paid league. And there's some serious players who are putting a lot of effort in and research, taking some good takeaways from us, hopefully. And that's why, uh, you know, myself and, you know, and even the guru in fifth, um, obviously, I can, he's still within kind of touching dis- distance, uh, even with, after that. Uh, he didn't have his wild card available to him, but he still managed to stay in there with the Italians saving him. Um, but yeah, nice to be up there in with a shout. And um, but yeah, Skoko here and Marco, he's, he's doing great in there. He was our I think manager over the round for match day three. He's still up there and in with the mix. So hopefully I can stay with him and uh, yeah, ride with the pack. Yeah, well, it's looking like it's going to be. If you can keep it up, mate, you're definitely in with a shout of definitely going to be well. I won't say definitely. I don't want to jinx you, but looks like definitely. it would, looks definitely like England be, uh, winning the tournament, mate. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you've got a very good chance of uh, finishing off with some money at the end of the tournament because the top three do get that money prize. But um, yeah, you can definitely push on for first place there. And as you, as you can see, James Gasden is sitting in third, seven points behind you, Jack. Are you, are you a little bit nervous? Obviously, you were with him this morning. Was he talking a little bit about it, saying he was going to catch either of you? Yeah, he was talking up and he kept looking at looking at me every time Kane scored because he had Kane as captain. So he kept looking over and leaning over with you know a little wink on there because he, he knew what was happening. But uh, yeah, I just I just managed to save it there and, and level with the sixty four points, uh, which obviously is a, is a great score, great uh, points haul. Uh, but he's yeah, James has managed to stay with me there. But hopefully, I can shake him off and uh, maybe maybe the guru can catch him up and take him over instead of him giving me the pressure. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then Matt Cowling sits there in fourth. He was obviously, you know, up in the top last round. So he's dropped off a couple of places, you can see, with his red arrow. And then the Guru and Martin Watchhorn sit in fifth. Guru, you'd be happy with that, as you said. Obviously, you didn't have your wild card. You were banking on the Italians going through. So sitting in fifth in the league now is not a bad result at all, is it? No, look, I'm happy. I think um, before this morning's games, I was around that tenth position and I was kind of looking well off the pace and just couldn't sort of find any points or where I was going to get anything. I only had 10 men as well. Um, I'd taken a minus four. And but Harry Maguire was someone I um, you know, I pinpointed before this round. And um, he did the business for me. He got 12 points. He banged that header in. And yeah, I just had a feeling about him. So he, he's pretty much kept me in it along with, uh, you know, the King Harry Kane as a captain. So yeah, happy with that. And gives me a bit of hope going into the semifinals that I might be able to you know, push into that top three. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a lot of managers that I saw on Twitter that had the double up of uh, Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire, and they would have been absolutely thrilled with themselves after they'd managed to do that. What, what brilliant shouts they were. And obviously we mentioned before about if anyone had captain Luke Shaw, then you'd probably be asking them for the, uh, the lottery numbers because that's an absolutely brilliant shout. But we'll move on to the free league now ever so quickly and just roll off the top five because as much as we focus on the paid league, the free league is definitely heating up as well. Mohamed Omar moves into first place with Akif Sad dropping down to second. We've got 99 Bandar, 36 in third with severe issues in fourth. Yellowbird in fifth. Uh, it's a winner in sixth. And then the only boys that I know from the paid league is Marco Skokic there, who is actually top, who sits in 10th. And then FPL Spike sits there in ninth, who is a little bit of a cult hero on the podcast as well. But um, yeah, that's sort of how the uh, the mini leagues are shaken up now. But the manager of the match day goes to Jodie Haywood, who uh, obviously wins the quarterfinal manager of the match day award with her 70 point haul. She obviously receives the 30 Aussie dollar prize money for achieving the highest points haul for this round. So a massive congratulations to her. And remember to keep your eyes on both of the tables as we enter the final two match days. But um, yeah, we'll, mo- we'll move on to our, to our teams now and Jack can sort of tell us about how well that he went this week and the guru as well to give you some credit, mate. You haven't had a bad week given your circumstances at all, but we'll start with you, Jack, as we can see there on the screen, 64 points. So just take us through your team, mate. Yeah, I went um, obviously a bit heavier on Belgium uh, rather than the Italians. Um, obviously, just the balance of the squad kind of works out that way. Uh, but yeah, so um, obviously all the Belgians didn't really hit the, the Spanish didn't really do too much for me either, um, to be fair. But you know, they all scored obviously one and two points. Uh, kind of picked the wrong ones in there. Uh, but you know, the English kind of saved me uh, as well as uh, uh, Lukaku with the penalty and um, with the captain's armband on. Uh, Schick as well with the goal and obviously Marla for Denmark. But yeah, Luke Shaw's standout one there. Pickford with another clean sheet. Uh, Sterling, you know, with his assists. Um, boy, did he play well as well this morning, by the way. I've got to, you know, got to give him a shout out on there. I've just been hyping Harry Kane and Luke Shaw, but Sterling, I think he looked more unplayable than any other game that he's performed this week. So, you know, if you didn't have him in your, in your teams, you've got to get him in because he, he's a man on absolute fire and growing need more confidence. And that is something I do not say very often about that player. I'm definitely one who was uh, on the other side of him, but he's he's doing great. Um, but Lukaku with the captain's armband stuck with him rather than twisting to Kane. I thought it was a bit too much of a gamble. So I missed out on maybe eight points there. So hopefully that doesn't uh, bite me in the uh, in the book going, in, going into the final, semi, semi-final and final round. Um, but yeah, Schick firing. Obviously, say goodbye to him now, but he's um, yeah he's been great and he was kind of odds on to score. Uh, I think Damsgaard could have uh, bagged a goal as well this morning, but not to be for him. Um, but yeah, look, look quite good in there, but Spinner's always going to have to go and obviously a few moves to make going into this next round. Yeah, obviously you do get your five transfers heading into next round, so you should be all right there. But, you know, there's a lot of happy fantasy managers on Twitter that I definitely saw as well when Harry Kane scored, you know, inside four minutes with a Raheem Sterling assist. I think a lot of people had that duo. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's not, not so much a differential pick, but I think the Luke Shaw pick there, Jack, is definitely the one that sort of shot you up the mini league, hasn't it? Yeah, Shaw's probably the standout for me in there, and after, especially after his performances recently. He, I think he was a, a dead certain. I did like the Maguire one. Um, I was looking at Maguire, uh, but I thought just the... I didn't. I, I want what I said on the last pod was having that good spread of players across the, uh, across the quarterfinal team. So I didn't go too much, too heavy on England just in case. Uh, Although I still believe, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I didn't go all, all the way on that. But Luke Shaw was definitely a pick and a good defensive pickup for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if we had known how bad Ukraine were going to be at marking set piece, I think a lot more people <laughs> yeah. would have got um, Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw into their teams. But you spoke about it before, Matt, with you having Harry Maguire in your team. And we can see there, you know, given your circumstances, you know, no wild card, you've actually pulled out a really, really good score, mate. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy with the recovery. Um, I can thank England and Harry Maguire and Harry Kane, the, the two Harrys. And um, yeah, Maguire was someone I um, I looked at quite closely. Um, you know, the Germany game, he was getting in on the end of a few set pieces. He was knocking a few headers in and he just looked dangerous. And um, Looked so you know, good, got, didn't he, against Germany as well, yeah. Yeah, brilliant and good on the ball. He was hitting a lot of really good balls to feet and I just thought, you know, I've got to get him in. And it was a tough call between him and Shaw. They've, they've obviously both got the same points. But, you know, in, in hindsight, um, it would have been nice to have both of them. Um, 
but you know, I still managed to have Pickford in there with a clean sheet, um, which was good. Sterling, Sterling's done well, um, Marla, and then um, Harry Kane is captain. Um, so yeah, if, if that Italian defence had, had hit um, and got clean sheets, and you know, it would be it would have been brilliant. But um, I've I've got something to uh, you know to, to chase now, and um, you know, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. That's all that matters. So <laughs> I'm still in it. I, I can't complain too much with the circumstances. So yeah, happy with um, happy with the two Harrys. Yeah, it looked like it was, you know, possibly going to be curtains for you on the last podcast, but you've definitely, you know, made a, a major recovery there. You obviously, you've got Harry Kane as your captain there. Who did you captain for the uh, for the first match day? Was it Immobile? I actually had Sarabia from Spain in the end, who um, they subbed him at half time, and uh, I, was, I, I might have been saying to Jack before, I might have even been on the last, last pod, I was thinking about captaining Benucci. Um, I had a feeling, I think Jack was saying, you know, his friend had a feeling yeah. it was going to be one nil Benucci, and I woke up and uh, saw the start of the Italian game and I uh, couldn't believe it when he scored. And I was like, oh scored, my God, uh... this is just brilliant. And then, you know, got disallowed. And, um, you know, at that time I was thinking, God, I wish I'd, I'd captained him. But now I went with Sarabia and he got subbed at halftime, which is a strange one. So, um, yeah, that was disappointing. But, um, yeah, it was always going to go back on, on Harry Kane the, the next day. Has that, that happened in back-to-back games for Sarabia? I, I don't know if he's been subbed twice in the last two games. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he has. Quite early um, on. Yeah, he yeah, got seventy-two he, he, minutes against Croatia and forty-five against Switzerland. Yeah, right. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be. Uh, yeah, so he didn't start the first couple of games of the Euro. So I yeah. think he's someone that, um, you know, if he's in your squad, um, you know, you want to have a sub option to to rotate out because you know, you're probably not going to get ninety minutes out of him against Italy. You never know; he might not even get the start because um, yeah, it's, you know, a, cheap, it's a cheap option in there, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's cheap, and if you've got him, you probably just keep him. Um, mm. But it wouldn't put it past me if. Um, you know, he is bench next game, considering he only got 45 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely have to keep watching that one. But, you know, 57 points, Matt, I really can't emphasise it enough. It's a really, really good score. You obviously, as you can see on the screen there, 53 points for me. You did manage to beat me, which um is a, is a really poor showing for me. But, yeah, there wasn't really too much to shout about for me until until the England game, other than Shakiri Spoke about on, him on the last podcast, and I just had a feeling, you know, it was a big game. I described him a bit like Gareth Bale. He always manages to pop up with goals especially for Switzerland he just always delivers for them and he ended up doing that so I was really happy with that he got me seven points obviously he will be out of the door now because um Swiss obviously aren't in which uh we will mention to to Chris when he hops on a little (laughs) bit later and ask him how he's feeling about the Swiss being eliminated but um yeah similarly to you Jack the Lukaku captain didn't want to twist and go with Harry Kane thought I might as well just stick just in case and um yeah, in hindsight, probably wasn't the right decision, but um, yeah, I'll take the the twelve points from him, and then Sterling and Walker with the the six points each. Grealish, unfortunately, didn't get any minutes. I, I was just begging Southgate to sub him on and yeah. just you know finish off that Ukraine defence. You know, I really feel like he could have been just one to get us one or two more goals in that game. I was just begging him, but um, yeah, it was a little bit little bit of precaution from him I think and he just made a couple of safe substitutions and didn't use him which was a little bit weird in my opinion because I don't think he'll be starting the next game so it was a little bit of a weird one but um, yeah, a little bit disappointed with that but yeah at the end of the day if you don't buy a ticket you can't win the raffle in this sense I haven't won the raffle at all so um, that was a little bit un- little bit unlucky and then Marla as well was the, uh, the only one that really got me any points and there wasn't really too much to shout about from uh, from my point of view, but um, yeah, that's this was a, a this was a wild a wild card team as well, El. Yeah, it was, mate. It was a wild card team, which is shocking, shocking. Yeah, I think you've been unlucky there, Elliot, with Grealish. Yeah. Though, like we all would have thought after that Germany game, he's he's going to start this game or at least that last half an hour when the game was yeah. done, bring him on. So it is a strange one. So it does make you think, you know, is he going to play in the semi final? Is that what they're they're doing? They're keeping him for Wembley in front of the home crowd. So. It's a bit like the Foden shout, right? Obviously, I know what mm. you were saying about his yellow card and stuff being wiped after the, after this round, but it's a bit of a strange one. He's rested for two games, not made an appearance now, and you know Saka's come in. Um, you know Sancho came in and looked looked great this morning. Um, I think brilliant. that news, that, yeah, that news got leaked quite early on. So I was, I was surprised you didn't actually change that last minute, um, <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, that's true, mate. You know, did read on the Telegraph. I think it was that he was he was there, so I didn't end up changing it. I, I just backed Grealish. Don't know what yeah. it was. I just I really really thought, nice you know, 
Yeah. He always just comes on when everyone's legs are tired and manages to pull something special out. But yeah, got a little bit unlucky with that one. But it's it's points and I've calculated it and we'll get onto transfers in a little bit. But um, I've got to make five transfers and um, everyone else is going to be playing. So I'm, I'm happy with the position I'm in. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll just we'll just end up moving on from there. But that wraps up the uh, the review section of the podcast. If we move on now to the business of the podcast into the semi-finals of Euro 2020, and if we can bring up my share screen as we do so, there is two games, Italy v Spain and then England v Denmark, two absolutely massive fixtures on either side of the draw. But um, similarly to, to the last podcast where we sort of chose one or two assets from uh, from each team um, that we think you should really be having in your team to you know maximise your your ability to shoot up your mini leagues. We'll probably go with three. We'll name one each from uh, from each game now, obviously because there's only only four uh, only two games now as opposed to the four in the quarterfinals. But if we start with Italy, Spain, Jack, um, yeah, obviously the choice is yours to choose between Italy and Spain. But uh, who who are you sort of looking at? Yeah, it's a man that I've actually uh, we've put on the uh, on the on the thumbnail for this evening's pod. Um, it's Verratti. He's, uh, I think he's created in his last couple of games, creating more chances than anybody in the Euros across those th- kind of three appearances. Um, he got an assist this morning. Uh, sorry, the other morning, yesterday morning. I've got what date is. Um, he got an assist in there for uh, Barella. He's, he's obviously, I think he's pretty cheap value as well. So he's definitely a player I'm going to be looking to bring into my into my team to put the um, you know to change out these Belgian Belgian players. Uh, so variety looked good. Um, he's someone who can definitely cause uh, damage to Spain. Um, he's clever. I think he's boosted that team as well because he's like a you know another, some fresh legs coming in after the first couple of rounds. Are probably just what they need. So definitely a player to watch for me. Yeah, absolutely, and you know probably a, a fairly decent differential pick as well. If he does manage mm-hmm. to fire, he'll be absolutely massive. So yeah, I think you're obviously backing the Italians there in that game, Jack. Do you think? Oh, listen, it could go. Listen, we 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 know it can go either way, obviously, but it's um. Yeah, I think Spain obviously ball retention wise are going to be all like going to have, have you know 800 passes in this game, but I think the Italians are going to do do the magic and maybe just grab a goal, sneak a goal in there. Um, I think we, the guru was saying this morning, you know, Spain had so many, you know, leaking three goals in the in the previous round, you know, it was five three it finished in it. It was just a bit of a surprise considering how much of the ball they have, but. Um, I think they can leak goals, but I think it'd be a bit tighter. So yeah, Italy to edge, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that's a fair shout, mate. And then Matt, if you had to pick, you know, one player from either side, who are you sort of looking at? Oh yeah, I think Jack's taken uh, Verratti, who we we spoke about this morning. He obviously looks brilliant, but but taking him aside, I'll go with uh, you know I'm going to match what I said last round. I think with uh, Insigne, um, he obviously grabbed that that stunning goal. Um, what a strike stick, yes that was unbelievable so I'll stick with him for Italy and then uh, Spain I'll go with uh, Jordi Alba uh, the fullback um, he was actually unlucky not to pick up the assist I did not understand that one um, does he not get know, the he, assist for that apparently he hasn't got the assist of, that's what I've seen on Twitter wow. to check again but I'm hearing he didn't even get um, yeah may have not got the assist I'm not too sure might have to get um, yeah get a a VAR review on that one and a bit of a checkup. I'm yeah. here and he didn't get anything. But yeah, for me, I think for Spain, he's been crucial in this tournament. Um, he's got forward, he's got assists already. Um, he's been involved in, in a few goals. So I think from Spain, he's probably the one that I'd say is um, yeah, one, one of the main ones to have. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, absolutely cannot believe that um, you know he's here not he got given... the assists according to Chris oh. Reed. Yeah, <laughs> so so maybe it was the argument. I think Chris hasn't got. Work. I think Chris has got him in his team, so that's probably why he knows. Uh, maybe the argument was why they didn't give him the goal then, because it looked like yeah. it was already going on target. So yeah, he got yeah, the assist. Possibly. Well, that's good then. You know, he definitely deserved a minimum of you know the assist for that that strike, and obviously helped his team progress through to the uh, the semi-finals as well. But um, if I'm having to pick a player from this game, I think I'm going to go with I think his name's Di Lorenzo. I think he was in your team for this week, Matt. I think you know Spinazzola's out now, so he's sort of played a mixture of minutes. He's been subbed and subbed on, subbed off, and that sort of thing. And I think you know he probably might end up. Um, getting the start in this game now, so it'll be quite interesting. Maybe, maybe over Emerson, do you think? I think Emerson came on for him, didn't he? But do you think he's going to be more favourite over yeah. him? Well, Emerson's usually a, a right-sided player, isn't he? So it's, it, it'll be that. interesting. Yeah, so you never really know what's going to happen, but he seems to be getting you know, 
a handful of minutes so you probably due a start you'd like to think and you know maybe if it, if it ends up paying off then it will be an absolute masterclass, but we obviously don't know. Italy's one of the ones where I think you said it on the last podcast, Matt, where you can find out their leaked lineup a fair amount before. So, you know, you yeah. obviously, you've got a fair idea, don't you? Yeah, I think you've gone to um, Twitter and I think it's football.italia or, or uh, football calcio. It's, it's one of those. You you can literally put Italy lineup in Twitter, go on to um, top post and, um, you normally see it in the first sort of five or six posts. There's a website that you know has been getting it pretty much spot on. But I guess as well, the the, good, the you know thing about this deadline compared to FPL is you can actually check all the way. You can do it right up until kickoff anyway. So um, you know, set your alarm five minutes before kickoff and make the change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely um, not favoured by a lot of people, but it's definitely bailed a lot of people out that I know as well. Mm. The, uh, the the deadline and the subs and the captaincy and stuff like that. But um, I think we're ready to to bring Chris Reed in now, and he can have his little cry about the Swiss being eliminated, sadly, and you know rant on about how well England are going. So um, we'll, we'll bring him in now and just ask him um, if he loads in. There we are. How are we doing, Chris? Yeah, not too bad, Elliot. Made up. Obviously, England are still going. Swiss are out, as you say. No need to be like that. You know, be like that to be first thing this morning. You know, but uh, I'll take it on the chin. I'll take it on the chin. Uh, I'm just happy. Obviously, England have got through. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thanks, mate. Chris is yes. our live uh, UK correspondent, mate. What's what's the feeling like in the in England right now? Still, people partying on the streets now, mate. They're not going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going off yet now. Only messing. I reckon there'll be a few sore heads today. Uh, I'm sure of it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I myself didn't have a. I stayed away from that sort of scene and uh, you know kept it calm, quiet, and uh, and just enjoyed the game. It was just an absolutely cracking game to watch, really. So, uh, so yeah, buzzing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we will bring your team up now because you know I mentioned it before. You, you've had an absolutely brilliant week as well. You managed to get uh, get yourself sixty four points, if I'm not mistaken. There we go on the screen. It says so. Uh, just take us through your your team for this week, mate. Yeah, yeah, not not a bad score. Um, I think I'm in the mix there with with a lot of the people, a lot of the fantasy managers, to be honest. Um, who who obviously had to pick similar players, if you like. Um, and I went with the Spain, the Spain uh, assets at the back. A couple of those didn't get the clean sheet, obviously, which I was a bit disappointed about. But as we uh, as as you discussed, there, Jordi Alba managed to get an assist, which should have been a goal, in my opinion. It was on target, but you know, hey ho. Uh, and let's just talk about Luke Shaw, you know, as a Liverpool fan and NBA United player, you know, where we don't normally like to, like to see them do very well, especially in the, in the Premier League. But, you know, this guy, fair play to him, absolutely cracking game. He had a um, couple of assists in there, the clean sheet, um, you know, one of the best players on the night, to be honest with you. Um, then, you know, you got Myla for, for Denmark as well, popping in with, the, with another assist. He just keeps going, that guy. Um, and Pickford got the clean sheet. He does. He turns up for England. He's a different keeper, completely different than he is for Everton, and uh, he just yeah, he just pulls it off for, for England. Uh, my midfield four, bit disappointed if, if I'm honest. Didn't really get as many points as what I'd hoped to get. Um, Fernand Torres didn't hit Damsgaard as well, although he did have a, a, a chance in the game yesterday. Uh, Sterling got an assist. So I was happy with that. But Grealish. <laughs> I just took, just took the gamble, didn't I? I? Took the risk and thought I'll put someone different in there. You know, maybe he'll get the start. Gareth just went, no, mate. Listen, Mount's back in. Sancho's in there, so uh, so it didn't happen for for that one. But uh, you move up top, and I'm sure that man there, you know, sat with the uh, Spurs jacket on, was quite happy about that man uh, hitting his two goals, and I put him on, you know, put the captaincy on him as well. So uh, so we got those uh, twenty points for me, and Dolberg just chipped in with a, a nice little goal as well. He's he's been a bit of a sort of hidden gem if you like not many people have uh, have selected him or have thought he'd do do too well but he's been great yeah yeah that's absolutely brilliant score as you can see it's sort of points all around you know around the board we did um we both fell into the same trap with a uh, with Grealish Reedy I was speaking before about it I just I was begging Gareth to bring him on with all the tired Ukraine legs but um yeah. he just just didn't fancy it unfortunately but um yeah as you can see Harry Kane captain absolutely brilliant you would have been absolutely delighted with um with Jordan Henderson's goal as well wouldn't you oh it was it was fantastic for him to uh, to just come on and obviously you got that goal 
in the uh, one of the other games, I don't know if it was before the tournament or maybe even in the group stage, it got ruled out um, for for the VAR for offside. Uh, so we didn't. He got that one chalked off, but this one definitely stood, and it was just it was just fantastic for him to to get on the on the. Uh, the score sheet really and he's as as you can see probably social media wise he's absolutely made up with it so yeah yeah, he's absolutely thrilled with that one, and as he should be. I think it was something like 60, 64 or something games in an England shirt, and he's finally got his first goal. But um, just keep looking at your team there as well, and you know everyone in your starting lineup there, if I'm not mistaken, has managed to progress to the the semi-finals as well. And then you look at your bench, and everyone there has managed to progress to the semi-finals as well. So, are you, what are you going to sort of be doing transfers-wise? Do you think? Oh, it's a tricky one. I had a little tinker with it yesterday, just just because you're thinking. <sighs> If you're an England fan, especially, and you're playing Denmark, you're thinking, well, do I have Denmark players in there? Because I don't want them to actually hit. But, mm. you know, you're kind of thinking, well, what else can I do? So you either basically go all in England, all in Italy or Spain, potentially. Maybe throw a couple in there that are different, you know, from the other teams, just in case. It's a, it's a really tricky one, this this obviously, this semi-final. As you alluded to before, Elliot, you know, you can make changes right up until kick-off, make your subs and you know, your captain picks, things like that. So, yeah, I really don't know what to do yet. It's a bit of a headache, this one. Yeah, well, you know, we've got a couple of days to uh, try and sort that one out. But, um, yeah, obviously, I don't think anyone on the podcast has got any more of their chips. So, it's, you know, just pure transfers now. And, you know, as, as much as I love a, a rollover in, in FPL, I don't think, you know, you can afford to, to ever roll over in uh, in Euro fantasy. But, um, yeah, as, as we said, Reedy, you know, massive score from you and a really brilliant week. But um, we, we forgot to, to chat about your transfers before as well, Jack. So, um, just looking at your team there, you know, there's a couple of players that will be, unfortunately having to to be removed for uh, for a different nation especially you know the the belgian players you went quite heavy on there with the three of them and yeah so what are you sort of um what are you sort of planning to do as well yeah i've had a little double as well um playing around i haven't, I haven't confirmed it yeah i just need to just double check with obviously injuries and stuff like that so i'll probably leave it until for a couple more days um but yeah, those Belgian players have got to come out. Obviously, I think the obvious ones that kind of come to mind with the strikers, you know, Schick and Lukaku have got to come out. So, you know, is it Marata and um, and Immobile? Um, and then obviously in the midfield, um, taking out uh, Hazard. I like the variety shout, but Insigne is obviously another one. Um, so the Italian assets are still attractive in there because obviously I do fancy them. Um, but then obviously at yeah, the back line, a Benucci possibly or... You know, Di Lorenzo, who you've already mentioned, or another England asset to come in as well. So, a couple of decisions to be made. Um, still keep a slight spread over. Um, you know, but obviously not in a you know a good position in the league, but obviously not in a good luxurious position like uh, our mate Reedy is over here with uh, where he only has to upgrade his players in his transfers, whereas we're replacing. So, just got to be careful in there and see what that looks like and see who's going. I don't know. Is it five you've got in total that that yeah, around, five, obviously Spinazzola's in, injured? He's not technically out of the tournament, but you know it's yeah, pretty so, much over for him. So yeah, so uh, three Belgian players, uh, Spinazzola, um, so it's Schick. four and Schick, Schick as well. So yeah, five, five in, five out. So it's quite it's quite easy in that respect, I guess. So um, but from your one, I guess you can carry you can carry over one transfer for yourself into the final if uh, you know when you get there, Reedy. If you, if you don't make all your transfers, like, you can carry, I think one carries over, if I'm correct. Cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A gift, a gift from us, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Matt as well, I was looking at your team. Obviously, we looked at it a little bit before. And, you know, you sort of just, you know, other than the, the odd Swedish and Ukraine asset and obviously the, the Netherlands assets, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you've got five transfers to make and five players that need to be removed as well. So somehow... I don't know how. I don't know how you've done this, mate. I keep looking at it and thinking, I don't Navigate know how he's done right, this. He? <laughs> he's, he's, he's found a way to do it. So you've obviously got um, your five transfers as well. So what, what's your sort of plans? Yeah, look, I can pretty much go five transfers in for the five guys that were already out in the um, in the quarterfinals. So um, that's pretty much what I'm going to try and do. Um, yeah, look, it's a tough one. Like we've all said, do we you know, kind of split it between all of the teams um, or do I just pick two teams out of the four um, that I back and, um, you know, just go, I think are going to make the final and, and, and go for that. It's, yeah, it's a tough one. I was saying a few strategies with, with Jack earlier as well. Um, 
you know, you could get in a couple of Denmark players because, um, you know, if they do score or they do pull off, a, you know, the result we don't think is going to happen, then there'll be huge differentials. So, um, you know, I might have to think about someone like a Dolberg, um, you know, who really mentioned before, he's just been brilliant in this tournament. So I might have a look at maybe a Dolberg um, in place of Depay um, and just have him on my bench. Um, and then... Yeah, I need to get rid of one of the uh, Spinozola, so he needs to go. Um, so, again, do I... Might be oh, another... so it's, it's six transfers, isn't it, that you've got to make? Uh, six. Actually, I might bench him. I might bench him. And then, um, yeah, maybe go for... Yeah, it's a tough one, actually. It depends on what formation I want to play. I'm definitely going to be probably putting in another England player, um, another Italian, and um, maybe a Dolberg uh, for Depay. And then uh, I might pick a Spanish player as well, but I'm undecided. I'm really liking Jordi Alba um, just for his goal threat. So probably where I'm at, I'm going to look at England, Italy, one Spain, and then... Spain and Denmark. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a big thing about if I want Goldberg in or not. The, the four teams left. It's, yeah, yeah. It's interesting shout. I think I'll back England mainly and um, and Italy in terms of the two two teams out of the four. But um, yeah, I might try and spring a surprise with the the Denmark player or two just for something different because I need those I need those differentials I need those those points so yeah, how many absolutely. how many players it how many players is it sorry to cut you off there um how many players can you have from one team now I don't, I don't know if I want to use no that six six yeah okay so people are gonna people are gonna be loading up on on England that's for sure god I yeah. hope they win <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a you know a lot of England and Italy players in, in a lot of people's teams now. But I was I was actually meaning to ask you that a little bit before Matt. Is do you think the strategy is to just you know load up heavy on one team or you know two teams in this round, obviously, and then you know just pray that they get you through to the final as well, and then you're sitting in a pretty good position as well. But what what do you sort of think the play is? Yeah, look, that's the million dollar question, Elliot. Um, oh. Going gung-ho, you know, I did that in the quarterfinals with Italy and I got absolutely burnt when they let that goal in at the end. Um, so I'd say based on that, I'd probably try and just spread it a little bit, knowing that, you know, in the final there is, what, eight transfers? Mm, I believe so, mate. Eight transfers. So you've probably got a good opportunity to actually spread it around between the, you know, the four the four teams and just hope that there's... Um, you know, if you've got midfielders and attackers and attacking fullbacks, hope hope it's a bit of a goal fest and it goes to extra time in in both games. And you might be able to get, you know, similar to that France Switzerland game and the um, Croatia Spain game where there was just points flying in from everywhere. Um, so you know, you could share it around between all four teams, and then you know, you got eight transfers for the final anyway. So I'd probably I say that's I think it's that. five for the final, Guru. Oh, is it, is it five? Oh, is, still? It, is it eight you yeah, can yeah. have from one nation? Is that one what nation, it is? Yeah. Yeah. Not right. Okay. okay. Ooh, yeah, well, I'd probably that, say spread it if you can, but you know you still want to try and back at least one side you think is going to make the final. So then you know you've got five or six players already in the final, and then you've got five transfers in because you're only going to really need a starting eleven in the final anyway. The subs are absolutely irrelevant in the final, aren't they? Unless they're going to be yeah. auto subs or anything. So uh, yeah, that's definitely some, some good insight and definitely something that I've I've wanted to you know ask and think about as well. So I'm sure all the viewers really appreciate that. But um, that that wraps up the the preview. What about you, Elliot? What about, about me? Yeah. Ask me, no, it's all cool, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, it's difficult. It's difficult. Get, get your team up. Let's have a quick your, look, quick squeeze was so apprehensive to do that mate you know I more, was. more advice the better it, come on it, it, insights it's, it's opinions not, come on it, it's not in a bad position don't get me wrong I've got five players to get rid of five transfers to make but it's just who I'm getting in is the absolute issue there you know I've, as, as Matt was just talking about there's a decent spread there's like four or so English players I think I'll obviously get Pickford in as my goalkeeper that's probably you know going to be what I do I think that's probably the, the safe option to have Donnarumma and Pickford because you know if, if one of them doesn't make the final then something's you know gone terribly wrong in the Euros and that that would be pretty unlucky but um, yeah with, with the Belgium assets Mounier and Lukaku I'm not too sure I'm thinking you know as you mentioned with Dolberg is it Dolberg is it Morata or is it you know you never really know I, I, I don't know I've got a feeling about Spain for some reason 
and I, I don't know if it's just because I really just don't want Denmark to do anything, but I've got I've got a feeling about Spain. I think they're going to take him right down to the wire. So I'm not too sure. And then I think you know the Insigne shout that that Matt had before is going to be my uh, my Shakiri replacement. But I'm just I'm just really not sure, mate. And it's going to be you know a really difficult decision heading into to the semi-finals. But yeah, as Matt says, try and keep a, a fair spread. And I think I've got that there. So maybe, you know, one or two more Spanish assets and I should probably be all right to go. But um, yeah, that, that's going to be my team, Jack. What do you sort of think of it? Yeah, I think obviously you played the wild card same round as me. Um, you know, you've got a quite a similar, you know, asset wise. Uh, you probably end up obviously with a similar one, I guess. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's fingers crossed, hit and open it and see, see who fires. I think obviously any differentials are ones, you know, obviously we saw Maguire score this morning, but maybe Stones could have a shout in there. I know a couple of people have got them in his team, uh, in their teams. Um, but yeah, not too bad, mate. I've, I've just thought there's not a third and fourth playoff in this, in the Euros, is there? It's only in the World Cup, right? Don't think so. Mm. Yeah, is there? No, I don't think there is. I was going to say it could have been a good chance for more points, but yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be quite interesting. No, I, I don't think there is. I haven't seen it on the fixtures or anything, so pretty, pretty certain that there's not. That would you know, be a fantasy manager's dream, that, wouldn't it? Now you're, you're in the end game and you've got it all there. But we've got a comment from Stu MC who says, Danes can easily beat England. Romania 2000, Costa Rica 2014, Iceland 2016. They're clear of any of them. Yeah, but you're forgetting one thing, Stu MC, is that you know we've got Harry Kane who's firing, we've got Jack Grealish, we've got Sterling who's firing. Every The stars are aligning and you know it's coming home, boys, isn't it? Wembley. Wembley as well. Oh, yeah. Didn't even think of that. Didn't even think of that. Yeah, our biggest win in the tournament's been away, hasn't it? In Rome. So, if that doesn't say anything, then yeah, I think I think you're in denial, mate. And fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. The the English can yeah. can manage to pull it over the line for us. Yeah. No matter how hard the Ukrainian, I was going to say, no matter how hard the Ukrainian fans bang that drum in there, it just wasn't working, was it? <laughs> I think I think Stu's gone heavy on Denmark asset, assets. That's probably why he's uh, chirping up there. It will shoot to top of the league if uh, if Denmark get the win. It'll be top of the league because level six Danes in, and then he'll be on the pod as our guest. I think. That's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, get your your Danish assets in. I'll be sitting here with you know one or two, and I think a lot of people will as well, just in case. But um, yeah, just a reminder that you know it is coming home. It's going to be safe. So uh, yeah, it should should be absolutely fine. And that wraps up the uh, the preview section of the podcast. So if we move on now to the guru section by the one and only Matt Day or at FPL underscore addicts on Instagram and Twitter, who is also on our Discord. So remember, if you haven't entered the Discord on www.east-sportslive.com.au slash FPL addicts, the link is there for direct access to the guru and his advice. But um, over to you, Matt. You've got your ones to watch for the semifinals, your captain picks and your Kerbal captains. So take it away, mate. Yeah, look, thanks, Elliot. And... Um... Again, it's going to be quite brief tonight. There's not too many games and, uh, and players to pick from. So in terms of differentials, I'm just going to pick one from each team, a couple we've already mentioned. Um, so the first one's going to be from Italy and it's going to be Verratti. You know, me and Jack have spoke about him on this pod already. Um, you know, he's really good on the ball. Looks like he's getting in the uh, goal-scoring positions, but he's also making a lot of um, you know, final balls and setting, and setting chances up. So you know, I think he's a really good shout and um, he's a good price and he's a midfielder. Um, so you've got a chance of a clean sheet point. Um, and then with Spain, I'm going to say uh, Jordi Alba um, you know, gets up and down that left flank. Uh, big attacking threat. So uh, really liking uh, really liking him. Um, and then uh, for Denmark, I'm going to I'm gonna have to pick a Dane, of course. So um, I'm going to go with Damsgaard. Um, so he's been a favourite of mine in this tournament. I've put him in the Discord uh, chat before. And, um, you know, he's come out with a goal. He's come out with an assist in this tournament. So, um, you know, he's definitely got to uh, be in there for the Danes. And then for England, um, this, this guy was a hot topic this morning when we were out watching the game. Um, and it's going to be Jaden Sancho, the, uh, you know, the new Man United signing. Um, I think he's a, a really, really big uh, differential. Obviously, he gets the start, but I thought he was brilliant this morning, really good on the ball. 
Um, you know, when he got a chance to run at the fullback, he was taking him on. And yeah, I was really impressed. So uh, hopefully he builds some momentum in the next game and can, uh, you know, get a few more balls in the box and get some shots on goal. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my differentials. Yeah. And, you know, just from an England perspective, are you sort of hoping that Jaden Sancho starts the next game, Matt? I'd like to see him start. Um, like I'm a big fan of Grealish. Um, but um, yeah, I did like what I saw of Sancho. So um, I think as well, because I've got him as a, as a differential pick, I'd like to see him start. So then if people put him in, you know, they can, uh, you know, they can be happy for the tip. Yeah, and you definitely would have helped a lot of people out there if he does end up doing anything. So I'm sure they'll thank you for that. But um, bring us over to your, to your captain picks now. And I'm definitely going to be listening to this one with, you know, open ears because it's going to be a difficult one for me. I think, you know, going into the final couple of games, you don't really want to go with, you know, the, the main captain that everyone's going to be going with, the regulars. So you've got to maybe spice it up a little bit and go with the differential maybe. So I take it away, mate. Yeah, look, these are actually probably a bit more of your obvious ones. Um, but I'm just going to do one from each team that I think um, you know, probably their best shout. Um, so with Spain, I know he didn't have the, uh, the best game last time out, but I'll probably go with Ferran Torres. Um, you know, he gets in that starting lineup. I think he's safer um, than someone like Sarabia. Um, so I'd probably say for Spain, Ferran Torres is a good shout. Um, and if he does grab a goal, you get more points because he's a midfielder. Uh, for the Italians, I'm going to back uh, Insigne again. Um, you know, put that that ball in the top corner. It was phenomenal, um, and he's just been brilliant this whole tournament. I think he's you know a much bigger goal threat than even um, you know Immobile from Italy. Um, I think Insigne seems to be the one that's just getting in all the shooting positions. So I think he's the best captain from them. Um, for England, has obviously Harry Kane like. Um, you know, he's got his two goals today, um, his goal against Germany. And um, yeah, I think he'll score again against Denmark. So, um, you know, I think he's uh, he's the best pick for, for a captain from England. Um, and then from Denmark, I'll go with Dolberg, um, you know, three goals and two. He's getting in goal scoring positions. So, you know, if you do fancy Denmark, um, which, uh, you know, a few, few people in the community, as we can see, do fancy Denmark. So, you know, if you if you back Denmark, I think back Dolberg. Yeah, we don't want to be seeing any Denmark captains. All we want to see is the armband slapped on your man Harry Kane, mate. But um, take it away with your curveball captain as well, then. Sancho for me, if he starts. Yeah. So if we get the intel that you know he's going to get the the start again, I think he should start. Like he played well. Um, I, I just think it'd be a bit of a shame if he um, you know didn't get back to back starts. Um, so if we get the intel that he's going to start, I think, yeah, like differential captain for sure, because, um, you know, some people are probably a bit sceptical about putting him in because he's only played the one game and he didn't get a goal or an assist. But yeah, I think he's, um, you know, he looks a quality player and um, I think he's a, a big curveball captain. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with you there, mate. I think, you know, he didn't really do much to warrant him not starting the next game. He didn't really do much wrong, did he? And Southgate doesn't really look like he fancies Foden too much at the minute. So I think, you know, Sancho's a, a really good option there. Obviously, he did tear it up this season and last season in the Bundesliga. So, if, you know, if we can see anything similar to that with him linking up with uh, Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling, you know, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Matt. And that wraps up another awesome guru section. So before we wrap up the podcast today, I just want to ask you all a couple of questions. First of all, Jack, are you sort of how confident are you feeling, you know, heading into the, the second final match day that, you know, you're going to stay towards the top of the league and, you know, end up bringing the, bringing the money home? He's on mute. <laughs> I'll just say now I'm watching. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm win it and take it out. No. <laughs> um, obviously, going into, going into this now, um, you know, it's the business ending it. Uh, if I can hold my nerve going into the, this next one and pick the right choices, uh, find maybe a differential in there possibly to uh, to make it happen in this semi final, be great. And obviously, with uh, you know England, I'm probably going to load up on England if I'm honest. But I'm going to try and get all six assets in there and uh, and bring it home. And hopefully, I can do the double if England take it out and I can take it out even better. But uh, obviously, I'm, I'm all for everyone. I'll be happy to see whoever does it because they're all part of our community. And obviously, we want to keep everyone keep everyone in there. So whatever keeps everyone happy, but probably better if I win it. Yeah. 
<laughs> fingers, you know, fingers crossed for your England assets. There, it's a, it's a double bubble. You know, if England end up winning, and all your FPL, uh, your, your Euro fantasy assets fire, then you know it's, it's a double win, isn't it? So uh, that'd be brilliant. And Matt, you know, are you, are you sort of confident that you're going to be able to, you know, gain a little bit of ground this round? This was sort of the, you know, the steady and round, and it was a lot more than a steady for you. You know, you got a really good point score there. So, are you confident this week? You know, you're going to, you know, maybe better your score again. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm confident I'll get a better score because, um, you know, I should have a full 11. I'm not going to take any hits. So, you know, if I if I get the captain right, I think I'll get a better score. Um, but in terms of gaining ground on the, you know, the top three, uh, I think gaining ground on tops, bit of a long shot, maybe thirds. There's there's an opportunity there still. It's just going to be about, you know, what can I find? What what can I find from the the remaining players that's, that's different to everyone else? And I've yeah, I've got a couple on my mind, so um, you know I've, I've got to I've got to pull someone out. I've got to pull a rabbit out of the hat. I think that that no one's going to have a player that that no one thought of. So didn't fancy sharing them on the guru section, did you? Probably, probably should share it. <laughs> They'll probably be on the Discord. Oh, that, if that's not Discord, the exclusive Discord channel. Yeah, if that's not an incentive to join the yeah, Discord, then I don't really know what is. Direct yeah. access to the guru. You've got to get joining it, don't you? And um, Reedy, obviously, you know, you obviously got manager of the match day for, for match day three, I think it was. So, you know, you're sitting in a pretty good position, as we mentioned before. You know, you don't have to make any transfers. You obviously probably will. But um, are you confident, you know, this week maybe you could, you know, charge for another one? Um, it's, it's either I do really well or I have a, I have a shocker. You know what I mean? It's it, When you're in such a good position like that, Sometimes it can be too much of a headache, you know what I mean? Don't, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to be in this position. Um, much, happy, much happier than some. <laughs> no, no, no. Much happier than some of the other fancy managers, um, you know, some of our Dutch friends on Discord and whatnot. Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've just got to really just start to get me thinking cap on and like, like the guru saying there, you know, I've got to kind of like try and pick a couple of players which maybe some other people won't go for it. It is really tough though. Um, I'm just going to, like I say, I think I'm going to leave it for a day because I think jumping straight in, you're going to be making changes left, right and centre and then you get to the day, you actually change it again. I'm going to have a day off, re recover, you know what I mean? <laughs> Back in there tomorrow, have a look and, uh, and see what I can do. But, you know, if I can just get in the top 10, I think I'd be happy with that because, I'm, you know, I'm, I am 11th at the minute. So, I mean, at top five might be a bit of a big ask at this point. We'll see. Yeah, well, there's Reedy's advice, you know, take a day off, you know, enjoy the sunshine. If, if you're in England, it's not really been the best weather down here in Melbourne. But um, yeah, take a day off and then then come back to it. I think that's, you know, pretty good advice from you there as well, mate. And, you know, the final question of the podcast is actually going to go back to you, Matt, um, as the, the prestigious guru yourself. You know, there's a lot of people there um, with their teams that maybe doubled up too heavily on, you know, certain amount of teams and maybe Belgium, for example, and, you know, the got a couple of transfers that they've got to make and maybe if they've got to take a couple of hits, what's your sort of advice about that? Yeah, hits, I'd say, look, if you can get an 11 on the park um, with the five transfers and, you, you know, don't take a hit because um, you don't really need a bench, I don't think. Um, you know, it worked for me in the last round. In saying that, I took one hit, but I think, um, you know, if you, um, if you can get an 11 on the park, um, don't worry about your bench. Um, don't take hits, but you know if you need to get an eleven on the park, um, then yeah, maybe one hit at most, a four. But I wouldn't be taking anything anything more than a four. Um, you know, don't take an eight point, don't take a twelve point. It's just you're just not going to be able to make that ground up with with three games to go in the tournament. So um, yeah, look, if you if you need to get an eleven on, then maybe take one. Um, but if it's just to fill up the squad with 15 players, then don't, I wouldn't even bother as long as you've got 11 on the pitch and you can get your captain and your, your five transfers right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for that advice, Matt. And, you know, obviously, best of luck to all of you as we as we head into the semi-finals and may all your Euro fantasy dreams come true for the semi-finals. And we'll see you on the next podcast when, uh, you know, we'll be one step closer to football coming home. But um, take care, stay safe and goodbye for now.